Educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parkinson Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard uh, to the Tuesday edition. My goodness, you'd think I was... uh, uh, you'd think it was Friday. Um, You're just excited. I am excited, doggone it, because it is uh, Tuesday, July 11th, 5.08 uh, on the dial. And uh, here we are in the Dan Parsons Show, where we educate, inform, entertain. Uh, we don't do a lot of shouting, uh, not a lot of grandstanding. Uh, we like to build up instead of tear down. And uh, truth over tribalism principles over partisanship so that's what we aim to do here each and every day and and on tuesdays uh, we feature many of our nebraska elected officials and coming up in just a moment we'll welcome for our monthly chat with mayor leary and gaylord baird so we look forward to chatting with the mayor here in a few minutes but in the meantime most importantly say hello to our producer extraordinaire mr johnny cadillac oh man most importantly huh yeah over the mayor how about that well she's not here she's not <laughs> yeah. in the room yet she's not on the phone yet so we're, we're still waiting for her yeah but, so uh, you're if she's on time but uh what's most important to us right now is you my friend well i appreciate it and i'm here ready for another dan good time there you go there we are uh and remember if you miss uh, johnny saying we're going to have a dan good time you can always uh find us on your favorite uh, podcast platform or just go to klin.com or if you want to hear it again you're always encouraged to repeat episodes like if you listen to us on the radio and you're like i really like this one it was such a damn good time i need to hear it again it's available to you bingo yeah exactly well and uh, don't forget we love to carry on the conversation after hours uh, uh, so find us on the twitter and the and the facebook and uh you know i think johnny i've got sucked into the thread uh, the threads, the, the new uh, Zuckerberg uh, uh, combating uh, with uh, Musk on Twitter. Huh. I, I've signed up for it today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You have to tell me more about it. Well, it's, uh, you know, they're they're feuding, Musk and, and right. Zuckerberg, and uh, one of them even uh, suggested they measure body parts, and so we can't oh, we can't get into that on the on no, this, uh, public airways. But, uh, uh, yeah, and so uh, Zuckerberg... Uh, uh, started a a, a rival uh, to uh, to Twitter, and uh, so there's like a hundred million people who have signed up for it already. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess I guess I need one more uh, social media platform. So sure enough, uh, find me on Threads or Thread. I don't even know what the heck it's called yet. Uh, thread or Threads, something like that. So anyway. Um, w- one of the uh, one of the articles I posted on uh, the Twitter uh, this afternoon on the Dan Parsons Show. Uh, some breaking news earlier today: former Omaha State Senator Heath Mello has been a, has been appointed, has been hired, has been named as the new CEO and president of uh, the Greater Omaha Chamber of Commerce. So, congratulations to to Heath. Uh, He's been, of course, at the University of Nebraska for several years now after he left uh, the legislature. And uh, so, yeah, congratulations to Heath as the new CEO of the Omaha Chamber of Commerce. Uh, Seems like a really good hire. So, uh, but yeah, follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. We'd love to continue the conversation. And we'll get into that a little bit more in the second half of the show. Well, as I said, every Tuesday, uh, we invite some of our elected leaders, state, 
local, uh, county, and it's my joy uh, once a month to welcome our mayor, Leary and Gaylord Baird, onto the show. Mayor, uh, welcome to the Dan Parsons Show. Hey, thanks, Dan. Great to be back. Yeah. How's summer going for you and the and, and everyone in your household? It's great. We're having a good summer, spending lots of good time with family and friends, and you. enjoying the warm temps. Yes, <laughs> whether we like it or not. But wasn't yeah. that nice to have a little break over the 4th of July, or not 4th of July last weekend? Well, all of us at the city are very glad for the rain, I will say that much. <laughs> yes, and, and so speaking of that, let's get an update. And, and so I, every morning, uh, I, I do my walk along the Salt Creek uh, Trail, and uh, so it's uh, I get to see the the creek uh, uh, rise and fall. And my goodness, yes, it has. Uh, but within 24 hours, we're back down to the same level. So obviously, we're soaking in that water and replenishing the groundwater. But um, so recent rains are helped, I'm sure. But uh, how are we doing on conserving water? Yeah, well, I'm I'm happy to report that the community's efforts to conserve water and combined with the recent rainfall that you've seen that is making a positive impact on our on our water supply and the volume of of water out at the Platte River aquifer so that is good news we are still in drought conditions and we are still asking people to voluntarily please continue to reduce water use through the summer because we are you know, headed into the hottest weeks of the summer in in July and August, uh, but but for right now, this rain has really helped mitigate some of the the impacts of the drought. Yeah, yeah. So the still the voluntary uh, water uh, conservations are still in place, and we encourage folks to uh, to be mindful about that because yeah, we know that the hottest days of the summer are still ahead of us. Yeah, and I mean that that can take a lot of forms that are just smart ways to use water in the first place. You know, watering your lawn in the early morning hours to avoid evaporation is just a smart thing to do anytime, but especially during this drought period. And and if it's raining, to turn off your sprinklers and wait, you know, let the rain do its job. Um, and maybe reducing the amount of of days that you water your lawn. Um, because lawn watering really is a major contributor to demand for water in the summer. So we've got lots of guidance like this on our website, lincoln.ne.gov. If you search for water conservation, there's a link right on the front page. Wait, just helpful tips and suggested days for voluntarily limiting your watering yeah. of your lawn, depending on your address. Yeah. Well, I just think that's just being good citizen to whether we're in a drought or not, uh, to, to think about our resources and how we can uh, be conservative about how we, how we use them. So, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, I'm not going to get into this with you, Mayor, but I've just always been fascinated with this obsession uh, we have here in America and, and I guess other industrialized nations of, of growing uh a crop on our front lawn it just seems <laughs> anyway i <laughs> i'm thankful i don't have to do that anymore i've got this little little apartment little loft apartment in downtown i don't i don't shovel i don't mow um so yeah. there are some real benefits to living downtown uh, there's definitely seeing a lot of demand for that absolutely well and speaking of that speaking of uh, some of the amenities that we continue to uh, uh highlight here in Lincoln uh, and the results of those amenities and this way of life in the greatest city in America, Lincoln has once again been ranked uh, one of the best places to live in the whole country. 
Yeah, we're so proud of, of that ranking. It really reflects just the wonderful way of life and high quality of life that we all have here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And uh, so many people contribute to that high quality of life. And the city's proud to contribute in many ways with all kinds of fun summer activities. Um, you know, we've got movies in the park this summer. We've um, we've got free family-friendly movies every Friday in one of our public parks or rec centers. Um, so we want to encourage people to yeah. check that out. Um, those movies um, begin around around sunset, 8.45 or 9 p.m. on Fridays. And just you can bring a blanket and some popcorn in your chair and, and enjoy uh, a movie in the park. It's just one way that, that life is good in Lincoln. And, and free of charge. Uh, there's free no, of charge. Yeah, yeah, what a wonderful tradition uh, yeah. to bring your family and neighbors. And, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and also, um, I know our libraries have a lunch series that has become very popular. Yeah, in addition to all the great work um, that they do every day, making books and audiobooks and all kinds of you know, access to technology available, you can learn more about Lincoln's history and Nebraska history during this monthly lunch series. Local historians come in and uh, meet at Gear Library. Um, those lunch sessions are from noon to 1.30 p.m., and you can, you can even order a brown bag lunch if you like. Uh, the program begins at 1230 and we do ask people to make reservations um, so that we can make sure there's a spot for folks because seating is limited. Uh, but it's a really it's a really nice way to come together as a community and and learn more about how we became this amazing quality of life capital. That's great. And by the way, Mayor, I had the pleasure of meeting your new library director down at ZooFest uh, oh, over the weekend. Uh, met right. Ryan and he introduced yeah. himself and uh, uh, what a great hire. Uh, I've heard yeah. that and I've read about him but uh, hadn't had a chance to meet him until uh, this weekend. So congratulations. He seems like uh, he's ready for the job. Yep. He's a seasoned pro and we're so happy to have him on the team and, and happy that, you know, he's undertaking some, some great work to make sure all students in the Lincoln Public Schools have a library card. We're doing some collaboration with the schools there um, to make that as easy as possible. And, and of course, again, these, these lunch series in the, in the summer uh, are History Lunch Series is great, and that first one's on July 19th at Gear. So just wanted to plug that one more time. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know the conversation has, has gone on, not only in Lincoln, but other communities across the nation of in this digital age. Why do we need to continue to invest public uh, resources into these learning centers? And uh, my goodness, uh, we not only are they learning centers, but they're a place to, to for community. and. And Absolutely. friendships. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the, the tagline of our libraries, they like to say their libraries are more than books. And they are, you know, one of the last institutions that are free for people to yes. come in and gain access to all kinds of information or assistance with, you can get assistance if you're a student with tutoring help. You can get assistance in job search and resume building. There's obviously access to computers that are very popular mm -hmm. uh, for folks who may not have access yeah. at home. And um, and then, of course, we not only have hardcover books, but also audio books of folks who have to commute. They can use the Libby app and download, you know, books from our library. And, nice. um, it's it's a really an all-purpose community center. Yeah, that's great. Um, and finally, before we uh, let you go, I know there's a lot of team sports. Uh, this is uh, our recreational height of the season right now, right? Yes, yes. Our park team is so busy. Um, they are encouraging folks to get in the game this summer. You can play for a city recreational league sports team if you'd like. Um, it's just a great way to meet people and get outside and stay active and fit. And 
We've got programs for youth and adults available. So it's something that the whole family can enjoy. And, you know, everything from softball and volleyball to even um, flag football and basketball camps for youth and kickball for adults. If you haven't nice. had a chance to <laughs> feel like a kid again, you can get out and play some kickball. We need we need war ball. That was always my favorite oh. sport in the middle school. Uh, we there's probably too much injury with that, as I recall probably. from middle school. That yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah, lots of fun things. And again, Mayor, where can we find uh, a lot of that information? Yeah, if you go to the city website, lincoln.ne.gov slash parks, you can learn more about all those recreational sports opportunities and also about our family swim nights because our pools are real busy this summer, too. Absolutely. Boy, that sounds good this week, uh, being yeah. at the pool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those um, family swim nights happen every night, Monday through Friday, at different pools across the city from 6 to 8 p.m. So it's another fun way to make a splash this summer. Excellent. Well, Mary Larian, thanks so much for taking time out of your uh, busy schedule to uh, visit with us once a month here on the Dan Parsons Show. We deeply appreciate it. Ah, oh, you bet. Love it. Thank you, Dan. Okay. Thanks, Mary. Okay. We'll take this quick break and we'll be back here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to the Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Yes, and welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Uh, uh, thanks to Mayor Lyrian for joining us uh, for our monthly chat. And uh, yeah, so much, so many things going on in our great city and uh, uh, and things that don't have to cost you uh, anything to participate in. The libraries, the swimming pools, well, swimming pools cost to get in, but uh, a pretty inexpensive way to uh, spend a great summer uh, evening uh, here in our great city. Well, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, Sean Flowerday, the vice chair of Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, uh, and the mayor of Norfolk, uh, J- Josh Moaning. Uh, I've known Josh for a number of years. Josh is just an interesting uh, gentleman, and he's been uh, he's in his second term now as mayor of Norfolk. He used to live here in Lincoln, went to school here, uh, and uh, uh, Josh is just a, a, an innovator, uh, a leader, and just doing some amazing things uh, uh, up in Norfolk. And and hey, now that I think about it, back to back, keeping with my uh, self-imposed uh, tradition of having uh, people from all stripes of politics uh, on the show. Uh, uh, Josh Moaning is a registered Republican, mayor of Norfolk, and Mayor Lyrian, registered Democrat, mayor of Lincoln. So, yeah, you know, let's keep up this uh, this bipartisan approach to uh, talking with our uh, elected leaders here in the state. So anyway, uh, that'll be fun. And Sean Flowerday is a great, a great interview. Sean, uh, Sean will take over as chair. Uh, he's vice chair now. And so uh, we've had uh, Christy Yoakum on. Uh, and we'll continue to the rest of the year uh, for her uh, monthly report from the uh, uh, Lancaster County Board of Commissioners. But um, Sean uh, agreed to come on and chat about some other issues uh, here in the county uh, that we'll be talking about tomorrow. So don't miss that episode. And if you do miss any of our uh, episodes here on the Dan Parsons Show, as we remind you, you can always uh, find us on your favorite uh, podcast platforms. And speaking of podcast platforms, just to finish my thought here before the bottom of the hour of this uh, feud that's going on between uh, uh, Musk and Bezos, um, you know, so Musk is 51, uh, Bezos is 59, 
Uh, and while they're both known as uh, disruptors, I guess, as uh, some people dis- describe them, uh, they nevertheless have a very different lifestyle. Uh, El- Elon Musk is less flamboyant, uh, and uh, Bezos loves the spotlight and shows up on red carpets all the time. Uh, Musk is the second richest person in the world. Uh, with a net worth valued at $169 billion as of May 7th, according to Bloomberg uh, Billionaires Index. Uh, He is preceded only by the French tycoon, uh, Bernard Arnault, whose wealth is estimated at a mere $206 billion. Uh, And Bezos is third in that ranking with an estimated net worth of a hundred and twenty nine million and of course how did they get their wealth Uh, musk of course is ceo uh, of uh, tesla the automaker and founder of spacex and obviously the owner now of of twitter and jeff bezos is the founder of amazon and blue origin um so they're both um yeah but they've but this uh uh this battle that they have now with the platforms, uh, social media platforms, uh, Bezos started uh, Threads. And uh, in less than a week, uh, Meta's new app, Threads, is already counting, get this, 100 million signups. The new app, uh, billed as a text-based conversation app uh, that will rival Twitter, was launched uh, just July 5th. Uh, by the Instagram team and quickly cut on. You may know Instagram is also uh, one of his platforms. And uh, Threads reached 100 million signups over the weekend, Zuckerberg wrote in a post on Monday on Threads. Uh, that's mostly organic demand, he says, and we haven't even turned on many promotions. Yes, which which is true. Uh, I've barely heard about it, and I'm in business of communication. Uh, my day job, you know, that's how I uh, got started in uh, following all these social media channels. And gosh, if I add up all the social media channels that, that I have under the tutelage of uh, Parsons Public Relations, it's getting a little out of hand. Um, in fact, I just hired somebody to help me with some of that. But so sure enough, I read that 100 million people are now signed up for threads. So, yep, there's 100 million plus one now because I signed up this afternoon. So uh, so I'll keep track of that and let you know what uh, what threads is all about. But uh, but I like the Twitter. Uh, I've liked the Twitter. It, it has changed, I must ha- I must say, uh, since uh, uh, since Musk bought it. It has changed fairly dramatically. And uh, but I still use it uh, daily and so follow us on that uh, go on there and and see what we're up to and uh, carry on the conversation we're going to talk a little bit about uh, here in the second half of the show uh, some of the things that i'm following on twitter and retweeting so uh, yeah so come back after the news break and we'll talk about twitter and trump and all kinds of fun things here on 1499.3 klin when you visit arizona Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show, where uh, each and every Tuesday we talk to some of our elected leaders here in the state. And thanks to Mayor Mayor Lyrian Gaylor Baird for joining us in the first half of the show. If you missed any of that, you can always catch us uh, on KLIN.com or go to your favorite uh, podcast platform. Hey, this is why Johnny uh, Cadillac gets paid the big bucks, because he pointed out to me that I've confused everyone uh, talking about uh, these social media platforms and the richest people in the world. Uh, I, I, I screwed that up uh, pretty big, uh, Johnny. Yeah, I I mean, I was just curious <laughs> like uh, to fill the listeners in on what we were talking about during that break, and you were going over the richest people in the world, and I was just waiting to hear Bill Gates' name. Yeah. And he wasn't in conversation, which I was like, okay, times might have changed since last I knew. But then you started checking your facts, and that's where you figured out that you made some mistakes. I made some mistakes, so let's correct the record. And we will get to uh, who are the richest uh, people on the Forbes list here, uh, here on the Dan Parsons Show on a Tuesday afternoon. Um, but let me back up. Jeff Bezos owns Amazon. That's how he got his gazillions, okay? Uh, and he is in friendly competition with Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, uh, excuse me, with... Uh, uh, Elon Musk, but it's Musk and Mark Zuckerberg who are having this feud over who has largest body parts, who has the most money, and who has uh, the most popular uh, uh, platform, social media platform. So let me let me try this again. Uh, of course, Elon Musk owns Twitter, and obviously uh, the the flying ships and the space and and uh, the Teslas and all that. But the point I was trying to make is this feud that he and Mark Zuckerberg are having over Mark Zuckerberg's new uh, social media platform called Threads. And as you know, Mark Zuckerberg owns Facebook and Instagram. So if you have any of those platforms, you may start seeing uh, this uh, promotions or opportunity to sign up for threads, which people are comparing to, uh, obviously, Twitter, and say it's a direct threat to Twitter. And so that's why Musk and Zuck, <laughs> Zuckerberg, are having this feud, uh, because, as I mentioned, over 100 million people just in the last two weeks, less than two weeks, have signed up for Mark Zuckerberg's new uh, social media platform, Threads. And like I said, there's now 100 whatever million and uh, one, because because uh, I joined this afternoon. So anyway, okay, we've got that corrected. Um, but let's talk about the richest people, because as Johnny mentioned, where in the heck is uh, Bill Gates in the list? So uh, here's the Forbes list. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Bernard Arnault, uh, who oversees uh, the LVMH empire of 75 fashion and cosmetic brands, including Louis Vuitton, uh, so he is uh, the number one Forbes uh, gazillionaire on the list. He's got a, how much does he have here? He's got uh, uh, somewhere north of $211 billion. 
Uh, Elon Musk is second with $180 billion. Uh, Jeff Bezos is third with $114 billion. Uh, Larry Ellison uh, is fourth. And our, and our own homegrown Warren Buffett uh, comes in at number five. Uh, Warren's got $106 billion. Uh, and then there's Bill Gates, Johnny. Okay. Yeah, he's, uh, Bill's at number six. He's got a paltry $104 billion. And uh, Mike, just to finish off the top ten, Michael Bloomberg comes in at seven. Uh, Carlos Slim uh, uh, family uh, 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 from uh, Mexico uh, comes in at eight. Uh, must be, I don't know how to pronounce that name, Makusk Ambani. Makusk Ambani is number nine uh, from India. Uh, Steve Ballmer uh, with Microsoft comes in at number ten. Uh, and so anyway, now you're caught up on your billionaire list. Uh, so we've got that figured out. Nowhere well, near that conversation is Dan Parsons or Johnny Cadillac. No, no, we could combine, uh, we can combine our funds, Johnny, and, uh, we'd still uh, not be anywhere <laughs> near like, that Nowhere list. near contention. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, listen, part of what I do in my day job is uh, crisis public relations and, uh, you know, that's uh, what I've done for most of my career, not just crisis PR, but uh, uh, public relations in general. Helping people tell their stories is what I do. And I've told people this uh, uh, here recently in the last year or two. I've had more crisis PR clients, uh, those clients that call me, uh, you know, sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes uh, first thing in the morning, uh, whether it's, uh, I won't even give categories because most of these folks have signed NDAs, but you can just imagine some of the crisis PR things that come my way. But anyway, the story that I've told uh, here recently, I've had more crisis PR clients in the past five or six years than I've had in the previous 15. And this is my 20th year of doing uh, my day job of Parsons Public Relations. And so uh, one of the things that's caught my eye, uh, I think a lot of people here uh, in recent uh, recent days uh, is this Bud Light crisis PR and this headline uh, that I saw Bud Light plummets to 14th place among beers as Anheuser-Busch CEO pleads for consumers to think of the 65,000 employees impacted uh, by boycotts and uh, as you know they've uh, they got crossways with some of their uh, uh, customer base because they uh, uh, promoted a, a trans person who, uh, well, they didn't even, I, I don't know, I, I don't have my notes in front of me exactly how that all came down. But anyway, there was a uh, a public figure in the trans community uh, who posted on her, uh, uh, some social media that uh, there was a can of Bud Light, and she was enjoying this Bud Light. And, um, and so anyway, it took off from there, and uh, Bud Light has plummeted to 14th place. And um, I do a podcast on uh, public relations disasters, and uh, my co-host and I have talked about uh, doing an episode on this. So I don't think it's too late, <laughs> by the way, uh, to do that, because they continue to... Uh, uh, to really have a tough time. Well, uh, the other headline that uh, caught my eye uh, today uh, as I was doing a little bit of show prep, um, you know, and we've talked about this before on the show, you know, my fascination with uh, presidential history. Uh, we've talked about, you know, how I, my political origin story and uh, the Nixon scandal uh, with Watergate back in the 70s. 
and uh, how that captured my attention as a young person. And that's what kind of propelled me into uh, the field of politics and public relations. Uh, and so we are. We're going to talk about uh, former President Trump uh, in his uh, trials and tribulations, uh, tribulations uh, uh, as he um, uh, has one state indictment in New York uh, having to do with uh, paying hush money to, uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the person that, uh, anyway, you know that story. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the national indictment uh, where he um, uh, over the documents uh, that he uh, took from uh, uh, from the White House and uh, brought him down to his resort in Mar-a-Lago. So, so those two things are going on. Uh, there's some news today that uh, Trump lawyers are seeking an indefinite postponement of the documents trial. Uh, this uh, uh, AP story, uh, lawyers for former President Donald Trump asked a federal judge uh, late on Monday uh, Monday night to indefinitely postpone his trial on charges of illegally retaining classified documents after he left office, saying that the proceedings uh, should not begin until all, quote, substantial motions in the case have been presented and decided. Um, uh, some political observers, some legal observers are uh, suggesting that, yes, obviously it's a very complicated case, uh, but the other strategy, which uh, Trump has known, uh, in legal circles to um, uh, to employ uh, is just delay, and uh, so that's uh, that's going on. And uh, uh, the other uh, related uh, Trump story today was uh, again an Associated Press story: uh, a grand jury sworn in today, Tuesday, could decide whether Trump is charged over Georgia's 2020 election. Uh, and so a grand jury that was sworn in on Tuesday in Atlanta will likely consider whether criminal charges are appropriate for former President Donald Trump or his Republican allies uh, for their efforts to overturn, overturn the uh, 2020 election loss in Georgia. Uh, so anyway, uh, let me fill you in after the break of what I'm thinking of how we're going to handle that and other uh, Trump trials as we move forward. Uh, but let's take this quick break, and we'll come back and chat about that here on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Tuesday edition of the Dan Parsons Show. We're glad you stuck around. Uh, and don't forget, uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, uh, we'll be joined uh, in studio, actually, by uh, Sean Flowerday, who is the vice chair of Lancaster County Board of Commissioners, and Josh Moaning, uh, the mayor of Norfolk. So that'll be fun. And by the way, it's Norfolk, not folk. <laughs> I will never remember. <laughs> you just think of a fork. What do you? you know, what? You, what utensil? Don't think spork. Uh, whatever you have at uh, fast food restaurants. Uh, yeah, nor spoon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. But it's fork. So anyway, so those uh, two gentlemen will join us tomorrow on the Dan Parsons Show in the Wednesday edition. Um, so let me finish my thought about how we're going to handle uh, the Trump trials here on the Dan Parsons Show. You know, I, I'm, we're not going to talk a lot about national politics. We like to keep it local. But obviously it does impact. Uh, I know there's a, a lot of people that have been entertained uh, the past few years of uh, 
that uh, Donald Trump's been on the scene. <clears throat> and uh, again, I come at it from a historical standpoint, and I just want to be able to convey facts because it is getting confusing. There's uh, very much expected, in addition to those uh, two uh, uh, problems that he has, uh, both in state courts and federal court now, he's been indicted uh, in both those cases, and both of those are moving forward. Uh, it's very much expected, as I mentioned a moment ago, uh, that uh, Fonnie Willis in uh, Georgia is going to file charges uh, about him trying to influence uh, their elections uh, in Georgia in 2020. And there's still uh, the federal uh, investigation going on about January 6th and how he uh, orchestrated uh, uh, trying to change the outcome of the election and, and the vice president and everything. So, uh, and by the way, I posted this, what reminded me, I posted on the Twitter uh, this afternoon, 50 years ago this week, uh, John Dean was the first person ever to make the cover of Time magazine two weeks in a row. Uh, so pretty, pretty remarkable. This is, uh, uh, as, as we've talked before, that's kind of how I got started in this political business. And so I, I equate, uh, what's going on now with, uh, former president Trump with, uh, uh, his legal problems. So, uh, I, I have sought out <clears throat> someone that we can have on from time to time, from time to time on Dan Parsons show, a legal expert, uh, and not, you know, there's plenty of legal experts who uh, have political opinions. Uh, you can find those. You can't wave a dead cat. can't swing a dead cat around, as we say. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm going to upset the cat people. Um, uh, I don't know where that phrase comes from, but I've used it for years. Um, it, without hitting someone in the political world who has a legal background. Um, and so I'm I'm not going to seek out uh, those uh, political people who have a legal degree, who has a law degree, that have opinions on the Trump trials. Uh, I'm looking for, and I found someone, I won't say who yet, because I don't have permission to yet, but anyway, we're going to have a guest on from time to time, a legal expert who can help walk us through uh, the current uh, trials uh, that are pending uh, for former President Trump and the ones that are coming up. And we're going to do it in a way that's factual. Uh, in a way that uh, hopefully all of us can can be better informed of what's going on. Uh, so look forward to that uh, as we come back uh, in August. By the way, I'm uh, next week is uh, I'm getting the heck out of Dodge, and um, so we'll have a show Monday. But then uh, our dear friend Doug Fitzgerald is going to fill in for me for a couple weeks. Uh, so anyway, look for that in August because uh, I imagine things are going to be heating up. Uh, one of the other headlines in the political world that caught my eye today, and, and again, I uh, tweeted this out earlier, uh, Tommy Tuberville uh, was on CNN last night, uh, and he kind of had a difficult time with uh, Kate Collins uh, answering her question about why he is blocking uh, military promotions. That was the topic of the uh, of the interview. He's he's upset um uh, because uh, the military uh, is giving uh, opportunities for uh, enlisted people who want to get abortions uh, to uh, to get those abortions. And there's uh, federal legislation that does not allow taxpayer dollars uh, to be used for abortions uh, for those military members, uh, but they are providing them leave uh, to get 
uh, abortions. And so uh, he's so upset, uh, Senator Tuberville, uh, that he's blocking uh, some military appointments uh, in the Senate. Uh, so that wasn't exactly what this clip is about, but he uh, was asked about white nationalists. And uh, uh, so, Johnny, if you play this clip here. You said a white nationalist is an American. It is identity politics. You said a white nationalist is an American, but a white nationalist is someone who, who believes horrific things. You don't, do you really think that's someone who should be serving in the military? Well, that's just a name that has been given. I mean, it's not. Listen, it's a real. It's a real definition. There's real concerns. So if you're going to do away with most white people in this country out of the military, we got huge problems. It's not. We it's got not, huge problems. It's not people who are white. It's white nationalists that have a few probably different beliefs. Right? That have that have different beliefs. Now, if racism is one of those beliefs, I'm totally against it. I am totally against racism. But, but that there's is, a lot that of people white, that believe in different things. Is racist, Senator? Well, that, that's your opinion. That's it, your opinion. But it's if it's racism, opinion. if it's racism, I'm totally against it. I am totally against any type of race, any any type of racism. I don't care what it's in. Okay. Senator Tommy Tuberville, thank you for your time tonight. Boy, how... So I am in the business of coaching people when they do media interviews. And Tubby, Tommy Tuberville, senator from Alabama, uh, I, I, I gave him... I'd give him a... Uh, well, a... <laughs> Not A for effort, but a C plus for uh, hanging in there because that was a pretty grueling uh, interview by Kate Collins on CNN, and uh, he he just wouldn't give it up. And I just, again, from a political pers- perspective, from a public relations perspective, why are you hanging on to that? Uh, I mean, the next step it's it's just one step away from saying. Yeah, those Ku Klux Klan, they're not really racist, you know, they're Americans too. I mean, oh my goodness, uh, that was painful to watch. And and so, here's the update. So that was last night on CNN, and here is uh, an update uh, from just a few hours ago uh, on, uh, who wrote this story? I'm sorry, it's... Uh, it's the Washington Post, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville, Republican of Alabama, facing a barrage of criticism over a Monday night television interview in which he refused to say white nationalists are racist, uh, relented Tuesday afternoon, acknowledging to reporters on Capitol Hill that they are, in fact, uh, racist. Uh, white nationalists are racist. Tuberville told reporters after earlier exchanges with reporters in which he continued to insist uh, that it was a matter of opinion, a position that echoed his comments from an interview the night before. So he doubled down on this today because uh, I saw a clip earlier today of uh, some reporters that caught him in the hall um, and he just doubled down and he wouldn't give it up. And uh, I just... For the life of me, I just don't understand politicians that get caught in these uh, word games and they can't give them up. And he had the opportunity after he got the snot beat out of him on CNN last night uh, to fix it. And he didn't. He doubled down on it. Well, so somewhere along the, along the line today, uh, he finally figured out that this is maybe not uh, a hill that he wants to die on. Uh, the Washington Post story goes on. Appearing on CNN on Monday night, Tuberville was given the opportunity to clarify remarks from this spring when he appeared to be advocating for white nationalists to serve in the U.S. military. Tuberville said he rejects racism. He said that many times. That was a good talking point, uh, Tommy. Uh, but pushed back against host 
Caitlin Collins when she told him that by definition, white nationalists are racist because they believe their race is superior to others. That's the definition of white nationalists. Uh, he said that that was only her opinion. And at one point in the back and forth, uh, characterized white nationalists as people who hold quite, uh, who hold, quote, a few probably different beliefs. Uh, Tuberville's remarks drew a sharp rebuke Tuesday from Senate Majority Leader uh, Charles Schumer, uh, who urged Tuberville to apologize. And uh, I don't think he's apologized, but he he agrees now that uh, uh, Ku Klux Klan and white nationalists uh, are racist. So good for Tommy. Well, uh, again, thanks my uh, uh, thanks to Mayor Larry and Gaylord Baird for joining us. Uh, and if you missed any of that, our monthly chat with the mayor, find us on KLN.com or the uh, your favorite podcast platform. And uh, coming up on tomorrow's show, Sean Flower Day and Josh Moaning. So that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Now go do good things on 1499.3 KLIN.